Tobacco Road Sports Radio is so excited to be your home for Triad Sports. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! We heard you loud and clear. Our mission is to give you what you want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. Give it to me. Give me what I want. The best sports talk in live sports in the triad, period. What's up, everybody? Live from Brandon Blake. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Score once again with Brett Wiseman. Hello and welcome back to the Pit Stop here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Welcome back to Franchise Players, your home for triad sports coverage. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. And if you think that's great, wait until you see what's next. It's going to be good. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Tune in at TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. And don't forget to download the new Roku channel, Tobacco Road Sports Radio. You are now locked into the Live with Brandon Blakeney podcast. Here is your host, Brandon Blakeney. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another segment of Live with Brandon Blakeney. Before we even introduce the guests, I just got to shout out everybody showing love, showing support, buying the gear on the Tobacco Road Sports website, man. So we appreciate y'all. Tonight, or excuse me, today we got Coach Stevenson, as well as Albert Red from Glenn High School, some Bobcats in the house. What's up, fellas? What's up? Hey, man, I appreciate y'all joining me, man. I know... uh you you guys been practicing hard over the summer. It, I, well, we was just talking, Coach. Man, it felt like it, like we said, man. Like we just stopped playing two weeks ago, and y'all back at it. Yeah, man. It's been uh, yeah. It's it's been a quick turnaround. Um, so I mean, with that being said, just understanding these guys are still kids and been a lot more lenient during this summer as far as um, them them being able to come and go when they can. Um, yeah, this has definitely been different uh, all the way around. Most definitely, man. I know um, a lot of players, speaking of turnarounds, I know a, a lot, I think a lot of programs lost a lot of players last year. You guys were heavily impacted. Um, I've had my guy, Rod Rod Dilworth, on the show, Jabari Ritzy at Moss Hill. Um, you guys still bounce back. Um, when I had Rara on the show, he was talking about who was next, and he was telling me Albert Red was a name I should look out for. And you had a big season, Al. Um, just tell us, you know, about the spring season. What was the experience like? We didn't think we was gonna get football. Um. Um. Well, the spring season was kind of like an up and down battle. Just knowing, like, just trying to know if we're going to be able to play football this spring, or if we were going to be able to play at all. Um. Losing different players to college, you know, uh, stuff like that, and having to get guys to step up, younger guys to step up, play positions, and trying to get them to know that this is something that we're trying to do, trying to go get a ring, go get a title. So, um, you know, so the battle was hard, you know, but we got through it. Uh, I feel like we had a really good season, you know. Most definitely, man. I mean, honestly, all the analysts I talked to were saying Glenn had the best defense in the state coming back. Y'all lost some guys and still, I think, surprised some people, man. Um, Coach, you had some new guys really step up and earn their stripes. Say that, I, I missed the last part. Say that last part again. I, I was just saying you guys really had some new faces come in and, and earn their stripes, man. They had, to, they had to really step up for you guys. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, when when you lose when you lose the impact players that we lost, man, just um uh and then I mean everybody else that, that stepped up, I feel like AJ Covidell stepped up in the secondary. Um uh, and then uh our guys up front did a great job um uh, as well. We even had a, a a freshman uh play a lot this past year and board. He played a lot on the um on the D line. So uh yeah, man, just and, and that's and that's what it's what that's what it's our program has grown to now. Um, it's just right. next man up, man. Everybody's chomping at the bits, waiting for their opportunity. Uh, and even even during even while they're waiting, they're still competing to try to to try try to overtake a position, man. So it's not nothing's given, everything is earned, and all the guys understand that. Uh, and you can tell by the way the practice goes. Most definitely. Um, Albert, how did you feel your role changed, man? I know uh, you really had to kind of step up and be a leader on this defense, uh, being one of the returning stars in the linebacking court. Um, well, returning for spring, that would really be my third year of varsity. So uh, coming back really too hard, knowing that I would have to be a leader was something that I was already preparing myself for. But it came quicker, quicker than it um, would have. But, you know, I just had to step up and um, show that, I can lead my team and keep everybody together in different situations, you know. Most definitely. Coach, I, I love the culture that you've reestablished at Glenn. Um, I graduated in 2011 from uh, North Forsyth, and Glenn has always been a proud program. I played Pop Warner with Josh Hawkins. You guys have always had guys. Had some down years, though. What went into reestablishing the Bobcat Nation and building these guys up? Um, I, first, there was a standard that had to be set. Um, the do's and don'ts. Um, of course, that that first year, some of those guys that some of those seniors that first year uh, probably didn't like the way I changed things. Uh, but I, I saw some things while I was there that that needed to be changed. So uh, that was the first thing. And then uh, we, I wanted to bring the program. Um, so we were looking for an identity. Uh, and and that's where and that's where uh, deep water comes from. Just that's the identity of our program, um, and, and that's that's in house. And you know everybody talks about it and mm -hmm. ask about it, but it's one of those things that's that's deeply rooted in 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 the uh, Bobcat football culture. So um, yeah, and it's 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 that way or, or no way. So if if the guys can't buy, buy into that, then they can't they can't be in the program, and that's. Not only the players, but coaches as well. So, uh, yeah, it's def I definitely had to change the identity of the program. What went in? I love asking coaches. It, you, it's tough to turn around a program. What went into teaching these guys how to win? And I mean, you know, you guys competed, and y'all have gotten better every year that you've been there. What went into teaching these guys how to win after earning those, you know, earning some lumps in, in the beginning? Yeah, just even. I mean, I think. Almost anything is possible if you believe, man. So uh, again, when you have a when you have a group of guys, all the group of guys that that believe in each other, uh, that that group is hard to stop. It doesn't take the most talented group to do that. Um, so uh, with that being said, when you add talent along with that belief, you got yourself something. Uh, that's that's what we're on the brink of uh, just finding the talent and the belief behind it uh and with that belief comes they, they they know and they understand that hard works come with that so um that's where we're at uh definitely not where we want to be but uh trending in the right direction but yeah i think belief is the biggest thing most definitely um 
Albert, what are you? I felt like you guys came in, man. It felt like every game y'all had something to prove with a chip on y'all shoulder. Coming into the spring or the summer, I mistake the summer. Um, you know, what's the energy been like with the team, man, and how y'all feeling? Um, we got to come back and um show everybody that um we've always been ranked lower than what we should be, and I feel that we should be, and we always come back on top, and we gonna show everybody that every play we gonna go hard. And nobody's gonna fight hard in this on that field. So every day in practice we working hard, no plays off, and in the game we're gonna return the same thing. Coach, what was the focus in the offseason, man? I feel like, you know, um having a full offseason with the guys this time around with less restriction, you know, what was the focus that you wanted to address in these couple of months that y'all have had together that off? Effort. Effort is the biggest thing. I told the guys going into the summer, uh, we'll never go into a game in which I felt like uh, the other team played harder than us. Um, I felt like both of our losses uh, this past spring, the other team just played harder. Uh, and I have a problem with that. And I had to check myself in that regard. Um, so, yeah, we just, we're just on effort. Uh, and, and we have, we have a depth. Whereas if you're not giving effort, you're coming off the field. And that's, that's everybody from the quarterback position to to the to the deep to the free safety, whomever it is, even the guys. Um, so yeah, if you're not playing hard, you you're not playing. <laughs> so it, it's it's pretty it's pretty simple, yeah. But effort, effort is the biggest thing, yeah. I um I pride myself on on that, and but it wasn't being played all the time on the field. Um, so this summer we've we've really um. Talked about it and focused on guys effort all with that spring season, man, like we were saying, it, it was a big time uh, with with so many new faces all around the CPC. And for you guys, how crucial was that for these young guys to get those reps in before the fall season? Definitely. We almost look look we looked at the spring season by spring practice. Um but it's I mean we were able to to get a little start on the summer. And what I mean by that is normally um, at the end of the spring, you get those days practice, you kind of see mm -hmm. what you have. Uh, but with us playing, with us playing spring ball this past, this past year, uh, we were able to move, move our depth card around. You know what? How capable of, um, and then, I mean, going into the summer, we know, we knew what holes we had to feed. Uh, so that, that process was, a, that process was a lot quicker. This year, uh, but yeah, just just being able to to pinpoint guys and and put them in the right place and know what what we're gonna get each each one of those guys. Uh, we were able to do going into the going into the um, stuff until the summer to, to start that process. Most definitely, Albert. You being one of the veterans on this group, three years of varsity experience. You know, what are you doing to help lead these guys and show these guys the deep water way that are coming in? Oh. Uh, I just want them to know that the other opponent is never going to take a break on you. Um, that you're going to have to grind. You're going to have to work to get what you want. Um, no breaks and stuff like that. And I just want them to know that I want my team to take everything serious that we do at practice. That's um, really what we're looking for. That I want my team to take things serious. Most definitely, man. That championships are won in the off season. I, I know that you guys have had a lot of guys too in camps performing well, seven on sevens. Um, a lot of college coaches taking notice. You know, 
coach for you guys' program, seeing these guys go to the next level, you know, um, how do you feel like you guys are preparing them? And how does it feel to see these guys just preparing and as well as getting this free college, man? Because that's what it's about. Absolutely. I mean, it's a testament to those guys' hard work. Uh, most of the guys that I've coached, man, they, I mean, it, the, the blueprint is the blueprint, man. Do your work in the classroom. You work hard. Somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna notice you, uh, and you're gonna, you're gonna get the opportunity. Uh, for the guys that I've coached, uh, they could have went anywhere and, and still got that, still got that same um, opportunity. Uh, one thing that they understand from, from our program to going to the next level is they're gonna be coached hard, um, and, and they they get that from me on a on a daily basis. Uh, so by the time the college, they I don't been through all this. This is easy per se. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's been it's been fun to watch. And um I'm just I'm just happy for the guy. And like you said, get that free uh it's a big but I, um my mom wasn't able to pay for me to go to school. So um uh, I use football to pay to pay for that education. Uh, so to see guys being able to do that man, it's a blessing to to them. Uh and it's just fun for me to watch. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to take credit for that or anything like that. It's just definitely fun for me to watch. What's the biggest thing that you preach to them going to the next level, man? Because in college, it's it's like a full time job. Yeah, but I mean, like we have in the spring, we have we have we have six workouts, but we have guys who we weren't able to do that because of the season. Um, and, and we call it we call it power. Just we just get in there, we grind for an hour, we get it, we in. Um. And just, just understanding that, hey, when you're on the field, there's no friends to beat. Um, and just understanding, you know, guys grow up together. They play together for a long time. Um, but once you get on the field, especially on the college level, they need to understand that, hey, that guy's not your friend right now. Practice. Y'all can go, go back to being buddy practice. So I'm always I'm always telling that. And then it's my, then it's my matter, man. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna lose the battle time before your body down. Uh, so if you're able to get victory and leave, hey man, you can keep going. Be the last man standing. So that's that that part is important. Uh, and guys have always come back and the the, the early morning workouts have really mm -hmm. been have really, as far as getting on and then working out on the class like that because we do it we do it the entire spring. Um, so uh, from what I've heard, from what I gathered from the guys that are in college, that part was definitely very beneficial. Most definitely, most definitely. Albert, I know, man, your recruitment really picked up over the last season. Um, a, a lot of colleges looking at you. What do you want to show this season, improve on, and show what you can bring to the next level at the linebacker position? Um, this season, I, I, I want to prove that um, I'll be the best on the field when I'm on the field. Um that I will go hard every play and that I will make the plays when I'm there. Facts. Um, coach, season coming up, man, big first game with Richmond County. Um, you know, what are ex expectations, not record-wise, but just going into the game and the schedule, man. Y'all got a big-time schedule this year. What are expectations this year for the team? How you want to continue to see these guys grow as a unit? Yeah, we, we have we have Terry, we have Terry Sample. Game. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I focus on. Um, our, our schedule is tough. 
Um, but but right now we're focused on uh, we're not focused on anybody else. So yeah, that's why I hit that's why mine's right now. Um, so we're preparing the team coming up to uh on the twentieth. Um, yeah, and then let the chips fall where they may, and just go from there. But we're we're not looking ahead and we're looking down the road. Um, our first objective is to compete against. Texas. Hey, I like it, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys play this year, man. Football is back. Y'all let them know where to find you at on social media so they can follow you guys' journey this season. Rich? Uh, Y'all can follow me on Instagram at 2x.red and on Twitter at at red underscore Albert. And you'll see my um, football journey and our record as we go to Tiger, go in the state. Yeah, coach, you guys have a team page too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bobcat football. Hey, y'all make sure to give my guys a follow, man. It's going to be a big year for the CPC. Loaded conference, probably the best conference in the state. That's a wrap for us. For all the latest and the greatest, this has been Live with Brandon Blake. You did. The specials never stop at Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. Every day, you get a large two-topping pizza for only $11.99. On Sunday, watch football and enjoy our large one-topping pizza and 10 wings for only $17.99. Plus lunch specials every day of the week. Blue Naples Pizza and Italian Restaurant, 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. the Live with Brandon Blakeney podcast. Here is your host, Brandon Blakeney. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another segment of Live with Brandon Blakeney. Appreciate all the support. Y'all just heard Albert Red, Coach Stevenson from Glenn High School. That CPC is going to be brutal. It is football season back again. Um, with me tonight to talk some hoops, I got the CEO, Tobacco Sports Radio, my God, Des Johnson. Des, what's up, man? What's going on, man? What's going on? Hey, it's a, it's another day, man. We live and healthy, and uh, just blessed to be busy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, busy with a capital B. <laughs> it's gonna get wild <laughs> here over the next couple of weeks. I'm just trying to put all my ducks in a row. Uh, if anybody's been following Tobacco Row, we got a whole bunch of stuff coming up uh, starting in August here. So, just getting ready. Most definitely. And shout out to everybody that's been supporting real local radio, um, buying the gear. Make sure y'all go shop and just keep keep rocking with us. Um, so big news is NBA free agency. Always crazy. Woj, Sam, uh, Shams, excuse me. Got to be following them for all the updates. Uh, before we dive into that, though, man, the NBA draft wrapped. And I haven't really given too much thoughts on it, but... Um, I really like what the Hornets did. We can we can uh, start at home, man. I really like what the Hornets did. Um, James Booknight, I watched him a lot at UConn. Thought he was going to leave last year. Think he's going to play from day one. And his scoring ability and him not needing the ball a whole lot, I think, is going to play really well with LaMelo. But I really think they hit a home run with Kai Smith. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you some, because you were talking about Kai Smith before the mm -hmm. draft, because uh, we knew that the um... – the Hornets were kind of looking at him at their original spot, and then he was still on the board. And I was actually shocked that Mitch uh, Kupchak, the GM for the Hornets, traded back into the first round 
uh, maybe taking some uh, taking some notes from Panthers general manager Scott Fitter and uh, just kind of going for it. It feels like they're kind of realizing what they what they did last year, and that was basically they they got a diamond in the rough in Lamelo Ball. I think it's pretty easy to say that Lamelo is probably the most talented player in the draft from last year, and the Hornets ended up getting them, and they weren't supposed to have a pick that high. So I think what the what they're trying to do now is to appease Melo in, in subtle ways, like, you know, letting Jello, Lamelo's uh, brother, <laughs> trial for the team. He's going to play on the summer team, that kind of thing. I don't know if he's going to be on the team when all this is said and done uh, come fall, but he might take a role like, um, what's Giannis's brother? What's his name? Costas. Costas. The, what, wait, no, the one that plays with, on the Bucks. Uh Thanos, something like that. Oh, Thonis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thonis, yeah. You know, something There's so like many that. of them, man. Yeah. He's got a brother that's with him on the Bucks that never plays unless they're blowing out people. Um, but he's almost like he's there as like support for Giannis. Right. And it makes me feel like they might do the same thing and give uh, Leangelo <laughs> a, a spot on the Hornets roster. And then it's like everything that they did in the draft and everything they did, they didn't really do a whole lot free agency wise other than uh, a couple of signings. But it feels like they're doing it to build around LaMelo Ball. Like everything that they've done, they've got a bunch of bigs the past two years that are yep. young. Uh, all, the bigs they have, Kai Jones, Vernon Carey, Nick Richards. They're I all still like 2021, you know? No, absolutely, man. And I like you said, with, with Giannis, man, you could tell, like, in, even in the playoffs, like his brother was always in his ear. Like you need that hype, man, that can really talk to you that you trust. So I like that as well. Um I did not think Kai was going to be there at all. I mean, 6'11", rim runner, dunks everything, really good shot blocker. Like, he's that low post option that they really need. And I think he'll be ready to play from day one, too. And, they'll, you know, he'll have his growing pains. But I think that they really addressed a big need. And I, I can't believe he was still there at that spot, man. Like, I really like this kid. So do you um, think he'll spend any time in Greensboro at all? Or do you think uh, he'll he'll just be with the Hornets? Do you think he's that good at that age? Or do you think he'll get some run in Greensboro first? I think he'll go straight there, man. Honestly, these are oh, two wow. guys that I think will contribute immediately. And there, if you think about it with Zeller off the roster, I mean, who's really in front of him? That's true. Right now, uh, I think I saw earlier today, too, that they're not going to uh, re- return the rights uh, for Bismack Biombo either. So all the centers that they have on this roster, uh, as far as I can think of, are really young, uh, like under the age of 21, 22. <laughs> like, yep. you know, uh, I'm trying to decide, is, is this kid better than Vernon Carey in terms of an overall player? Um, today? Yeah, I don't right know. I haven't seen him, so. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him in professional basketball, so I won't. I, I don't know. I like Vernon Carey, but I do think long-term prospect, and when we talk about upside and potential of what they could be in the next couple years, yeah, I think Kai Smith is definitely the center of the future. Um, he's still a bit raw, but I think just his defensive ability will get him on the floor early and his hustle, high motor crashing those boards he's 6'11 really long arms he's gonna have to put a little weight on but I think his motor and energy and just shot blocking ability because I don't know when it might have been since Alonzo Mourne and no disrespect to Biombo, but like they haven't had a real real dominant rim protector in quite some time yeah it's been you know over 20 years since Zoe and LJ and Muggsy and those guys were running around uh in the 90s for the Hornets but I, I mean, I can't really say I've had an issue with anything Mitch has done over the past two years in particular. Uh, I was actually really impressed that they were able to flip Devontae Graham 
yeah, uh, into a first round pick. He was a second round pick that he got Mitch paid took, too, and he got paid. Uh, they sent him to New Orleans and got a lottery protected first round pick in exchange. Uh, not bad for you know a second round pick a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, I think both parties benefited from that because Devontae wasn't going to be the starting point guard here in no. Charlotte. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's this is Lamelo's team going forward. So there was a glut at that position. And Rozier can play one or two, so it kind of made it where you could, you know, trade Graham and have him be expendable. Now, I will say, due to the lack of movement that the Hornets did in free agency, I'm kind of sniffing that something big is happening, like they're about to do some kind of trade. Um, and I would imagine it's probably going to include Terry Rozier because his contract's expiring, so it's a gold-type contract in the NBA. Um, and it'll probably include P.J. Washington because you're kind of – Probably you're kind of duplicating the same player with PJ and Miles Bridges, so uh, you got to get one of them out. And I think the consensus right now is that Miles has the higher ceiling. So you tra- you put a trade of Rogier, PJ Washington. Uh, I don't know. You could throw in out one of the uh, one of the twins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, another something to go get. Uh, I know they were looking at uh, Lori uh, marketing. Yeah, marketing from the Bulls. I, I think that would be the move. I think he was asking for too much. I think that's why that might have cooled off. But I've been hearing that, and this might be by the time this airs, that uh, the Detroit, uh, the Devontae Graham signing in New Orleans and uh, the Kelly Oubre signing that the Hornets did on a Friday, they may end up kind of expanding both of those and putting them into a three-way deal uh, so that Devontae still goes to New Orleans, um, Oubre still comes to Charlotte, and I think there would be like another two teams involved or something like the Bulls and somebody else. So there's still some moving parts out there. And for those that are saying that Mitch Kupchak didn't do a whole lot in free agency, I think that's because he's about to move some players uh, in a trade. So the Hornets aren't done yet. I think uh, over the next week or so, maybe less than that, we might see uh, a starting center uh, come back here uh, to, to Charlotte. No, I, and honestly, man, you can tell with how the team was built the last two years you spoke on it. No offense to your GOAT, but you could tell Jordan isn't making the draft picks no more in the big decisions. I don't think he ever was. Uh, I think really the main the main problem that Jordan has had when you look back on his career as owner, it was hiring Rich Cho. Uh, and, and, and Rich Cho kind of set the franchise back about four or five years <laughs> with the collections he had uh, and the decisions he made. Uh, like Nick Batum, um, stuff like that, where, you know, he signed Nick Batum to like a $100 million deal, and he did not live up to it to the point where he wouldn't even play in last year. He was uh, here on it. I mean, he's a 14-7-7 and seven and seven guy. That was nuts, him getting $100 million anyway. Yeah, right. I mean, he's extremely overpaid for him, uh, and I think they try to do it with an attempt to get other free agents to come here, uh, but that rarely works. Like, uh, free right. agents are going to come here just because they can get paid. Free agents are going to come here because they want to play with a player more often right. than not, like, the NBA is so global now. It doesn't really matter if you're in Charlotte or if you're in Portland or wherever. If there's a guy that that's there that people want to play with, people will come and play with them. Uh, if LeBron can get guys to go to Cleveland to play with him, then I'm pretty sure that you know guys are going to want to go to Charlotte and play <laughs> <laughs> with Lamelo and the boys. Um, but yeah, I th- honestly, I, I really feel like from the moves they made, the roster they have right now. They're going to be a playoff team next year. In fact, they were the fourth seed before everybody got hurt, and they were comfortably in the fourth seed. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I really feel like the Hornets are going to be one of those teams that play, uh, guys just don't want to play against. It's like Lob City 2.0, um, what they're kind of building right now. And I'm with it. Like, I, I'm totally with it. I'm excited to see what Mitch tries to do. Man, I've been, y'all know, I've been talking about LaMelo Ball since he was in 10th grade. 
just I, I think the kid is a generational talent, man. I was stoked that Charlotte got him. Um, I honestly like the Kelly Oubre, aka Tsunami Poppy, uh, signing as well, man. Like he played some really good minutes for the Warriors last year, especially like their last twenty games. He was hooping. I think you need that three and D wing that's going to bring energy, and they didn't have to pay a whole lot either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's young. He's twenty five. Yep. Yep. Uh, so he fits in with. He'll fit in with the core and the culture. <laughs> what they have. I think the oldest guy on this team is Gordon Hayward and he's like 30. So, I mean, uh, he's the elder statesman, but it's a, it's a young, young nucleus that they have built. And I think you got to say the core is LaMelo miles bridges, maybe Terry Rozier. I don't know. I don't know what their plans are for him. Although, uh, drafting book night probably has the writing on the wall for Rozier. This is probably his last year in Charlotte. If they oh, don't yeah. move him beforehand, like I wouldn't be surprised if they move him, uh, here in the next week. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think this is the time, man, where you can still get something valuable because he was arguably the best player on the team last yeah. year. I think with Book Knight, um, you know, you 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 replace Malik Monk, who started coming on at the end, but I don't think the Hornets will miss him. Nah. Speaking of Monk, though, your guy, your Lakers making some moves as well, adding a lot of pieces. LeBron's talking his his trash on uh, Twitter as well, man. What 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 signing with the Lakers or just in general are you most excited about? Of course, uh, of course, the deal to get uh, Russell Westbrook um, over yeah. there. Now you got a big three of AD, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron. And with me being a Lakers fan, I always think ahead because the Lakers, to me, are like the preeminent franchise in the NBA, even more than the Celtics because the Celtics won all those titles back when there was eight teams in the league back in the 1950s or whatever. They won, <laughs> they won like, like four since then or whatever. The Lakers have won consistently in every decade pretty much. And uh, I, I'm starting to look like towards the future, like what happens in two years when LeBron is 39, 40, and is probably closer to retirement than, than anybody thinks uh, what happens then you still got to have somebody to pair with AD. And right. I think having Westbrook and AD there still allows the Lakers to still do what they did this year. They basically cleared the entire plate other than AD LeBron and like a couple guys, not even that many and just rebuilt the entire – they literally redid the entire roster around those two, and that's what they did the year before they won the title in the bubble. They basically cleared the whole thing out, kept like four guys, and rebuilt everything around them on one-year deals mm-hmm. so people can kind of prove themselves. Well, I think they think guys playing with LeBron, it'll bring out a little something in them. This whole notion uh, that I'm seeing online – and then sports media, where everybody's cracking jokes. Oh, this is the AARP team. Oh, they oh, they're so old. Blah blah blah. <laughs> In 2012, they would have won the finals. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I look at it like this. I want somebody, anybody, to name me one NBA team that was really young that won the NBA title, like a consensus overall young team, because it doesn't happen. In the NBA, young Facts. teams don't win NBA titles. Experienced teams win NBA titles. Uh, young teams win NFL titles. Like you can have yeah. a young team, like age 26, 27 overall, that wins the Super Bowl. And typically we see that all the time. Right. But in basketball, it's usually the older teams that are going to get there. Now, this year was a little different because, uh, you know, COVID, the seasons were all squashed together. There really wasn't a lot of time to rest. And the Lakers were in the one seed in the West before they just started breaking down with injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee is not exactly a young team. Like their core, Middleton, Giannis, Holiday, they're all 28 and older, if I'm not mistaken. And then you look at the other side. Yeah, Phoenix was young, and they would have been considered a young team if they won. Right. But they didn't win, and they were leaning on a 36-year-old point guard to get them there and ran out of gas. So 
to me, it's like, I look at the roster they put together in LA and I'm just like, everyone's saying they're too old. I'm like, they're perfect. Like it's a perfect blend of experience, mm-hmm. rim protection, defense and shooting. Adding like Malik Monk uh, to that court. He's just going to be a sniper in this offense and playing with LeBron where, you know, he's going to look for him in the corner or whatever. And he's going to have him open looks. He's going to be a catch and shoot three point shooter. And if he can shoot over 40%, Malik Monk's going to make his money in LA of all places. So uh, I think the Lake. I, I think I said it a couple weeks ago. Malik Monk will be perfect in L.A. with the Lakers. Yeah. What they need, and then they went and signed him. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't mean for them to go get him. But I mean, I think the Lakers are going to be great. I think they're going to be the one seat in the West. Um, I'm here. I see Golden State, and we'll oh, see man. Phoenix and some of these other squads. But I still think it's the Lakers to beat when they're fully healthy. I love what Golden State did for the for for in the draft, man. I think Jonathan Kaminga is an All NBA type of talent. But I feel like my most important signing to me that was crucial that nobody I feel like is talking about is Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat. Yeah, that's interesting. And Miami kind of fell to the same victim of of injuries and whatnot as the Lakers did because they were in the bubble just as long as the Lakers were. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they are fully healthy and then adding Lowry to it, you know, a title winning point guard to group with uh, with Jimmy Butler and those boys. Miami might have something to say, too. I don't think you can say the East is weak anymore. The East is pretty strong. (laughs) If you look down the road, I mean, between Milwaukee, the Nets, the Knicks, the Heat, the Hornets on the come up, the Bulls made a bunch of moves. They're on the come up. Uh, I mean, it's going to be hard, man. It's going to be hard getting out of the East. Absolutely. Speaking of Nets, shout out De'Ron Sharp, UNC's own North Carolina's own. All right. I'm excited to see it, man. Well, before we let you wrap, man, Let's get your finals prediction. Your way too early NBA finals prediction. Oh, you know what I'm going to pick. It's going to be uh, the Lake Show taking on the Brooklyn Nets. That's what the world wants to see. That's what ESPN and ABC want. That's what every hoop head wants to see right now because the storylines write themselves. I mean, you'll have Kevin Durant on one side with James Harden, his former teammate in OKC, taking on Russell Westbrook, their former teammate in OKC, in L.A., his hometown, He's coming with AD and LeBron. LeBron got to see Kyrie Irving on the other side. They <laughs> titles together. You know what I mean? Like, it's, there's so many different parallels here to everything. Uh, Steve Nash being the, the coach of the Brooklyn Nets, the last team he played for was the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, right. he retired a Laker. Like, I mean, there's so many different, like, things going on that it, it, they, man, that would be one of the highest rated series ever if, if it becomes Lakers Nets. Having said that, it's probably going to end up being like Lakers. Bucks or something like that because I don't trust the Brooklyn Nets as far as I can throw. <laughs> Man, if, if they stay healthy, they should get it done. But. I don't think they can stay healthy. I mean, they they showed this year that I mean they they play like eight games those three the big three yeah. together like the whole year. So until I see them play a large segment of the season together, I'm gonna save judgment on pushing them all the way to the finals just off of name recognition. The Bucks put in the work, so. Uh, you know, Giannis deserves those flowers. So I'll say the Lakers Facts. Bucks right now, but I'm I'm hoping for Lakers Nets. I, I, no, I agree, man. I'm hoping for Brooklyn to make it too, man. But I also think there's one big chip left to fall, and that's Kawhi Leonard hasn't re-signed his deal. He opted out. No, nah, he signed. He signed. Oh, did he? Or he signed Friday? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, they haven't put out. Okay. They haven't put out the numbers for how much it was, but he did re-up with uh the the Clippers, which is and we were running out of time, and maybe this is a topic we can do on a different show, but. I'm starting to like have a certain vibe about Kawhi Leonard, man. Like this dude feels like a like a real diva, but we never talk about him in those words. Like we never right. we never talk about Kawhi. Like oh, why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? We just let him do what he's doing, 
And I don't understand it. Like he made the Clippers basically trade away all their first round picks to get Paul George. And then he just made these dudes sweat for three days, not knowing if he's going to resign with them. You know what I mean? Like it's this, when you just step back from it, you're like, "What is going on?" Like, and to be honest, they look better without him. They kind of did. I mean, now Kawhi is still a top five guy in the league, maybe top three when healthy, but he's just got these quirks. They're just like, "Is it worth it?" If he hadn't won that title in Toronto, I don't think teams would be messing with him. You know, like they do in Toronto. He kind of showed he could do it like as the leader. We and haven't seen that since. Yeah, in San Antonio, it was more like he was with Duncan and also he was a compliment. So we didn't know for sure how good he was, even though he locked down LeBron in that one finals or, or they claim he locked him down. He still was averaging like 30 points a game or whatever it was. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, he got to Toronto, he gets, the, he gets that ring, the way he did it, he became he became a top three guy. And then he gets to the Clippers and finally he's back home. And then the story that came out this past week about how Russell Westbrook called Kawhi when Westbrook and George were still in OKC and he he was asking, you know, Kawhi about teaming up with him in right. L.A. Kawhi hangs up the phone, immediately calls Paul George, Jeez. his teammate, and it's like, yo, Westbrook's trying to bounce. I want you with me in L.A. And so Paul George ends up going to L.A. and Westbrook yep. gets stranded in OKC all because he called Kawhi first. Like Kawhi orchestrated that whole thing. <laughs> and, we're not business. Getting, and we're not putting any shade on Kawhi. Like, why? Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand why he got this pass or where it came from. Hey, well, hey, the, the, I know we got a, we got a big football season to get through, but the NBA headlines are year-round. We know that. That's a wrap for us, man. And, again, appreciate all the support and the love that y'all been showing us, my show, as well as the rest of the cast at Tobacco Road Sports. Steady growing. Des, let them know where to find us all at, at social media and where they can continue to follow the journey for Tobacco Road. So uh, if you want to follow um, Tobacco Road, Online uh, on Facebook, go to Tobacco Road Sports Radio, and it'll pull up the uh, the page on Twitter. Go to at Tobacco Radio uh, on Instagram. If I'm not mistaken, it's Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Um, I'm at uh, Des underscore three five zero five. That's a uh, D E Z underscore three five zero five, and that should be it. But for the most part, if you're following Tobacco Road socials, you'll be able to see pretty much everything that everybody's doing and uh, get their handles and everything. So definitely drop us a follow. Y'all make sure to give them a follow. We got everything from high school sports to, to Bowman Gray to racing. So make sure to follow, lock in with us. We appreciate sure. y'all. That's a wrap for us. For all the latest and the greatest, this has been Live with Brandon Blake. You did.